as it relates to the second part of today's daf, as promised, going back to, to the sugi that we started the other day, and that is the topic of Loshen HaKodesh versus Loshen HaUmais. So we already did Loshen HaKodesh part one, Loshen HaKodesh part two, which would make today's raid, Be'ezus Hashem, Loshen HaKodesh part three. So one of the things that came out very, very clearly from what we've already learned is that there's an inherent and an intrinsic chshivas to Loshen HaKodesh. And the Ramban, Belishayne Azov in Kisisa, brings out this point. He says that we find that the Lashon of the Torah wasn't called the Lashon HaTorah, it was called Lashon HaKodesh. And if it's called Lashon HaKodesh, that implies that there must be some Kedusha to the language. And again, just the Chazer, it's very, very brief. And the reason is, Mepnei, Shedivrei HaTorah V'Hanevuah, V'chol Divrei Kedusha Kulam, this is the language that HaKadosh Baruch Hu communicated with the Nevi'im. It's the language that HaKadosh Baruch Hu used to communicate with Klai Yisrael. When did the Ebesh to communicate with Klai Yisrael? The Aseris HaDibris. Anoichi v'loyilacha u'shar dibris ha-tayra. The Aseris HaDibris were all said b'lashon ha-kodesh. U'boy nikra b'shmois v'aktoishim. Says the Ramban, the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Are all Lashon HaKodesh, Kale, Eloikim, Tzvakos, Shakai, Vika, Vashem Hagadol HaMiyuchet, and the Shem Yud Kevavke, Uba Baroy Olamai. It was with the language of Lashon HaKodesh, the Chav Beis Oisius of Lashon HaKodesh, that HaKodesh Baruch Hu created the world. Vikara Shem Oishamayim Vaaretz Chalash Shabbat. All of the Bria, HaKodesh Baruch Hu named, he named them Lashon HaKodesh. Umalacha Vichol Tzvav. And the Malachim and the Tzvav, of and the Srafim Daifani Akoidesh, they're all in what language in Lashon Akoidesh? Michael, Gavriel, Ubak Karish Shemus Liktoishim Ashabaris, and the Liktoishim Ashabaris were also called Belashon Akoidesh. Avram, Yitzchak, Ushloima Vizulasam. Says the Ramban, what do you see from here? That the language must be Kaidish, and not just Kaidish, but skipping. Ki Adava Barur would emerge it very, very clearly. Shahalashim Kaidish Kadashim Mukamesha Pirashi. That this language must be not just Kaidish, but this language must be Kaidish Kadashim. So the language of Lashon HaKodesh is Kaidish Kadashim. The truth is, historically, Jews spoke Lashon HaKodesh. And it makes sense why they would have spoken Lashon HaKodesh. It's Kaidish. This is the. The Iker, it's the primary language. In fact, Chazal and the Svar Maktoshim in different places talk about different schoolers of speaking Lashon HaKodesh. There's a Vayikor Rabbah that says that a Yid that lives in Eretz Yisrael and he's medabrit Lashon HaKodesh and he's a Shemit Torah Mitzvah's Muftach Loishu Ben Oilam It's guaranteed that he's a Ben Oilam And there's Marimokim after Marimokim that talk about the Chshivos of Lashon HaKodesh. And again, it all starts with this Ramban, but there's so many Marimokimists. So here's the question. The question is that if that's the case, why is it that people today do not speak Lashon HaKadosh? And really, the fact that Jews don't speak Lashon HaKadosh started a very, 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 very long time ago. And there's already riots that in the beginning of Bayesheni, you didn't stop speaking Lashon HaKadosh. There's a Pasuk in Nehemiah. So we all know that Nehemiah, like Sefer Ezra, is set right at the very beginning of Bayesheni. And Ezra, 
Although all the Yidin that went to Eretz Yisrael during that Kufa were known as the Oile Ezra, but really Ezra himself didn't come until several years later. Several years later the Gemara asks, why not? So the Gemara says, because Ezra's Rebbe, Baruch ben Neria, who was a Talmud Muvik of Yirmiyahu, and Novi was still alive. Ezra was learning with his Rebbe, and therefore... He never came up to Eretz Yisrael. But years later, after the Beis HaMikdash had already been built for several years, several years Ezra and Nehemi, they come to Eretz Yisrael and they look, at the, they look at the state of the union and they weren't happy with what they saw. And there's many psukim and sefer Nehemi that bring out this point. One of the psukim are, Gam Mahen, Says Nehemi, I saw the Jews, Hoishivu Noshim Ashdoidiyos and Amoiniyos and Mayaviyos. Rachman The Jews were intermarrying. They were marrying women that were not Jewish, Ubnehem and their sons, Chatsi Medaber Ashtoides, half of them spoke Ashtoides, the Eino Makirim Medaber Yehudis, and they didn't know how to speak Lashon Yehudis. They didn't know how to speak the language of the Jews, which was Lashon HaKodesh. Ukulshon Amba'am, they literally spoke like Whatever the laws was. But they already at that point didn't know how to speak Lashon HaKadosh. So this is a pasuk in Sefer Nehemia. When Nehemia is already bemoaning this reality that Jews that he observed didn't know how to speak Lashon HaKadosh. The Rambam in Hilchus Tefillah, Perikud Beis, he's talking about Kriyas HaTayra. So we know once upon a time when the Balkari would get up to lane, so he had a gabba. He had a sidekick whose job it was to be metargame. Shnai Mikrov Echotargim. So his job was to be metargame you could be Yitzhak, the whole Shnai Mikra, the Shaskriya Satayra then. So Shnai Mikra, Vachat Metargim, he was a Maturgim, and his job was to say over the Kriya Satayra, Beloshin Aramaic. Says the Rambam, when did this start? It started in the times of Ezra. Mimois Ezra, Nagu, Sheyeheshon Maturgimin, Metargim La'am, Mashahak Koyra, Koyra Betayra. Why? Kedesha Yovinu Inyanadvar. It's like this people should understand what state in the Torah. They didn't speak Lashon HaKodesh. And because they didn't speak Lashon HaKodesh, so they didn't really know the language that well. So to them, to hear Kriyas HaTorah was a foreign language. And they didn't necessarily understand what was being taught. And therefore, they needed a Maturgamon. When did Ezra live? This is the beginning of Bayashani. So you see in the beginning of Bayashani, you see it from the Chemya, the Chemya Parakud Gimel, you see it from Ezra, the Rambam, and Hilchas Tzila Parakud Days, that already so early... There seemed to have been a major slippage. And the Jews already at that point, they didn't know Lashon HaKadosh. And they certainly weren't speaking Lashon HaKadosh. Demis is there's so many rayas. Just to mention another two. The Sifri that we talked about so much in the earlier raid bites. And that is, Katen HaYodei L'Daber. Aviv Melamdoi Lashon HaKadosh. If you think about it for a second, you need a mitzvah that the father should teach his child Lashon HaKodesh? If they spoke Lashon HaKodesh, then he's going to learn Lashon HaKodesh. If that's what they talked in the house, so what else is he going to learn, right? We're talking about a Shoyim mitzvah. We're talking about someone who sits down with his Rav, his Rebbe, and he says, my child, I just gave him a upshan, a chalaka, he just learned how to talk, what should I do? So he says, learn the most Lashon HaKodesh. That's what he says, learn the most Lashon HaKodesh. Right? That's what we're talking. We're speaking Lashon HaKadosh. What do you need to tell him that to speak Lashon HaKadosh? So you see already from the Chazal that people were really not speaking Lashon HaKadosh. That the Metzius Hadvarim was that at that point they weren't talking that. The Rambam famously says in the Zakdamati Yad Chazalka that why was Talmud Babli written in Aramaic? That's a good question. Why was Talmud Babli written in Aramaic? So the Rambam says because Tamiroim this is interesting for many other reasons, wanted to write the Talmud Bavli in a language that people would understand it. And people didn't understand Lashon HaKodesh, and therefore they didn't write it in Lashon HaKodesh. The Mamelushan at that time, the Sprach, was... Aramish, and that's why it was written in Aramaic. So people, these are the people that we're going to learn. 
Right? Just think about it. If you were going to sit down and learn Talmud Bavli back in the day, it's the 6th century. There's no Rashi. There's no Taisvis. You don't even have the Chuvas You're on your own. Right? You have to really know how to learn. Imagine learning Gemara without Rashi. It's impossible let alone the later commentaries, right? It's not even something that you can have a Havamina to do. So obviously we're dealing with real London, with people that are going to be able to go through a sugi, and if they're going to have a Rav Kivegas Kasha, they're going to have to figure it out on their own. And yet, they didn't speak Lashem Kodesh. So if you would have presented it to them in Lashem Kodesh, they would have been a shtickle stock. So you give it to me in the proverbial English, you give it to me in Aramish, so like this, everything is going to make sense. You see, it's clear. People were not speaking Lashem Kodesh. And the question is, why not? If it's a Lashem Kodesh and it's so chashev, and there's so many schools, Muftach Lashem Kodesh, associated with speaking Lashem Kodesh, why would it have been that Yidin stopped speaking Lashem Kodesh? And just to really nail this, the Chsam Soifer Nadrosh asks this question and he says the following, said this is one of the biggest caches in the whole world. That's an exact translation, I think, of the Lashon HaKadosh of the Chassam Seifer. He says it's literally one of the biggest caches ever. So this is something that really requires a lot of explanation. So Nehemiah says like this, if you look in the Svarim, there's one Iker Mahalach to answer this kasha, and that's the Mahalach of the Chassam Seifer. So the Chassam Seifer, after he said, the Chassam Seifer himself answered this question. And this Chassam Seifer I found in three places. It's right here in this drasha. It's in Torah's Moshe. It's actually in Chassam Seifer ala Torah. In Parshat's Vayetze. And it's also in the Chassam Seifer, in the Zagoyis and Shulchan Aruch, in Arachayim, Simen Pehe. So in Shulchan Aruch, in Arachayim, Simen Pehe. This is Sif Cotton Bays. Says the Mechaber, middle of the Sif. Dvarim shal chayl, mutala oimram sham, balashan akodesh. A person's allowed to speak dvarim shal chayl vir, where's vir? So it's discussing a base akise, a base amerchitz, any mokamati noifis. That a person's allowed to speak as long as the content is chayl, meaning you're not saying a shtikl Torah. As long as you're saying dvarim shal chayl, even if you say the dvarim shal chayl in lashan akodesh, it's okay to say it in a mokum tinoifes, stating that, Zokta Mogan Avram, umidas chasidas hula hachmer. There's a midas chasidas to be machmer, and the makar to the Mogan Avram is a sefer chasidim. Zokta heilogich samsoifer. You see, that the midas chasidas, lechatchila, a person should be careful not to speak dvarim shel choyl, beloshen hakoidish, if you're going to be in a place where the place is not going to be pure. So he says, I believe that's the reason that Yidin stopped speaking because once upon a time, the Yidin was Shri and Alad Masim. The Yidin were in Eretz Yisrael. And because they were in Eretz Yisrael, they were Alad Mas Kodesh. And Alad Mas Kodesh, it's fine to speak Lashon HaKodesh. But once they went into Golos, they went to Bavel, and Bavel was Mileya Gilulim, and this Tumas Eretz Amim. So at that point, it wasn't already Admas Kodesh. It was Admas Necher. And an Admas Necher, we have the Midas Chasidus of the Magan Avram, based on a Sefer Chassidim, that you should be machmed to speak Lashem Kodesh, even if you're going to be speaking Dvar Meshachah. And the Chassam Soifer says, I believe that's when it stopped. And by Golos Babel it stopped, and it devolved so quickly. If you don't speak a language for a long time, you forget it. That 70 years later, when the Yidin went back to Eretz Yisrael, most of the Yidin already didn't know Lashem Kodesh. And they stopped speaking Lashem Kodesh in Babel, and that's why the Talmud Babel had to be written in Aramaic, because Yidin, they weren't so 
fluent in Lashon HaKadosh. They were a lot more fluent in Aramaic, and that was the reason that it ended up converting to Aramaic. That's what happened. He said, when the Yidim were living in Eretz Yisrael, in the times of Yishua Benun, in the times of the Shoftim, in the times of the Nevi'im, the times of the Malachim. So during those Tkufis, they were Alad Mas Kodesh. Alad Mas Kodesh. You could speak Lashon Kodesh. But once they ended up being forced out of the land, so now already they were surrounded by Tumas Eretz Amen, and there was Gilulim and all David the Zara. So at that point, it wasn't pure anymore. And because it wasn't pure anymore, it was for that reason that they couldn't, it was for that reason that they couldn't anymore Speak Lashon HaKadosh. We mentioned that one of the places the Chassam Soifer says this is in Chassam Soifer Alatayris in Parshas Vayetze. The context over there is that Yaakov and his Mishpacha, Rachel, Leia, Zilpa, Billa, and all the shift they cut, they're all leaving base Lavan after being there for many, many years. And then Lavan comes running after them. Somebody stole my trophy. And Lavan starts going to everybody. Do you have it? Do you have it? And then he comes to Rachel. He says, Rachel, stand up. I want to see if you have the trophy. And Rachel said, I can't. I can't get up. Why not? She said, I'm a nida right now. And because I'm a nida, the famous Ramban, on that Pasuk, that you see the nidas then, they used to have a special oil. But he said, because because I'm in a state like that, I can't get up. So said the Chassam Soifer, Rocha wasn't telling the truth. And she wasn't telling the truth for a good reason, because she wanted to steal the trophim. And obviously, if she would have gotten up, it would have been a big problem. But the kosher, why did she say Kiderach Nashamli? Roishi, Why did she say I have a headache? Why did she say something's bothering me? Why did she say Bedafka Kiderach Nashamli? So it says the Hilgik Sam Soifer, he thinks the Pshat says it. It's Pashit that Rachel spoke Lashon Kaidish. The Shifte Ka, the Avasaktoishim, the Imais, for sure they spoke Lashon Kaidish. But at that time, Rachel couldn't speak Lashon Kaidish. The reason she couldn't speak Lashon Kaidish because she was sitting on top of the trough. And when you're in a Mokim, that's Malaya Gilulim, Zakhtar Sam Soifer, then you have the Mokim Avram who brings the Sefer Chasidim, that is Amidus Chasidus to be Nizr. So she couldn't speak Lashon Kaidish. So what was she going to have to say? Whatever she was going to say, she was going to say in Aramaic. She was going to say it in a different Lashon. The minute she was going to say it in a different Lashon, Lovin was going to say, aha, I knew it, you have the trophim, and that's why you're not speaking the Lashem Kodesh. So you know what she did? She said, Derek Nashemli, I'm Tommy, and that's why I'm speaking Aramaic, because if you're Tommy, you also can't speak Lashem Kodesh. Abzaktach Samsai for classic, that it was bedictor, that she said, Kiderek Nashemli. The reason she said, Kiderek, so you do what the Goyen said, why did she say, Kiderek Nashemli? Because the Gemara says that Avodah is Metamek It's a famous guy. So the, it's a Perikrabi Akiva, Mesachta's Shabbos. That Avodah is Ketamek So she said, Kederach Nashem Li. Not Tumas Nida in that sense, but it was Kid Tumas Nida because she was sitting on top of the bed. The reason she had to say Kederach Nashem Li is because otherwise she would have tripped up with the Lashon HaKodesh. And in this piece, he says, Venerally, Shemishum Zen Nishkach Lashon HaKodesh Me'i Matanu Beshivim Shana Shabbatal. She was man katzer. And the end of this piece, he throws in this shtickle, what he writes in his agoyes, and what he said in his drosh is classic, that this is the reason that Yidin stopped speaking Lashon HaKadosh. But Emmet says, there's another Mahalach in the Surah Maktoshim, as to why it is that the Yidin stopped speaking Lashon HaKadosh, and that is from the Hilgus Satmirov, in his Sefer V'yoyo Moshe, specifically in his Maimur of Lashon HaKadosh. So it's Yudua that the Satmarov wrote a Sefer called V'yoyo Moshe, and it's made up of three Mamarim. The first is the Maimur Shalish voice, 
The second is the Maimer Yishn of Eretz Yisrael. And the third is the Maimer Loshan HaKodesh. And in the Maimer Loshan HaKodesh, the Satmarov discusses Loshan HaKodesh and specifically why it is that Jews stop speaking Loshan HaKodesh. He brings the Chsam Soifer, but he rejects the Chsam Soifer's Mahalach. And his catch on the Chsam Soifer was that if the reason the Yidin stopped speaking Loshan HaKodesh was because they were forced out of Eretz Yisrael. How come when they came back to Eretz Yisrael, Bizman Bayesheni, you don't find that there was an effort to reinstate Lashon HaKodesh? And he says it's a Kushya Gedoyla on the Chsam Soifer, and because of that, he believes there has to be a different reason why it is that Yidin did not speak Lashon HaKodesh. And that Hevel Gesatmarov said that he thinks the reason is based on a Lashon of the Rambam in Pirish Mishnayis. In Pirkei Ovis, Pergalov. So it's interesting. Because the Pirish HaMishnayis and the Rambam that we spoke about earlier, Hevizorba Mitzvakala, where the Rambam says that what's an example of a Mitzvakala that made this Lashon HaKodesh, that's Pirkei Ovis, it's Perik Beis Mishnah. It's the first Mishnah in Perik Beis in Pirkei Ovis. This is the last Mishnah in Perik Aleph in Pirkei Ovis. So it's Mamish, it's on the same daf, these two Rambams. But either way, the Rambam over there is talking about Dibur, Shmiya, Loshon, that's what the Rambam over there is discussing. And Toich Dvarov, the Rambam throws in a, a very, very edel Loshon. And the Rambam says that language is very, very sensitive. And Loshon HaKodesh has a mile over all the Shonos. And he says, this is the Loshon, here's the quote. Yie Shmiyas Ho'ivri it's very hard to understand what exactly the Rambam means. But if you look more carefully, what the Rambam is saying is that because of the Milo of Lashon HaKodesh, so you have to be more careful with what you say in Lashon HaKodesh. If a person is going to live here, or say the wrong things in Lashon HaKodesh, it's going to be more disgusting because the Lashon is so chashev. The only thing you're supposed to do with such a Lashon is you're supposed to speak out the Varim Shalmaila. So the Satmarov said that I believe that once upon a time the Yidin were on a Madrega with what came out of their mouth was Dvarim Amutarim and Dvarim Kedoshim. And a person who speaks the right things, Eretfin Mailois, such a person can speak in Lashon HaKodesh. But then what happened was, Soif Bayes Rishon, there was a tremendous Yerida, there was a Vaidazar Gilar, Aish Vichizdam, and David should destroy the Beis Amikdash. And then they went to Bavel, and they came back during Bayesheni, but the Yerida would remain the Yerida. We know that Bayesheni never lived up to what Bayes Rishon was. And as a result, the Yidin remained in this Shvala Matziv. And because they remained in this Shvala Matziv, so the Satmarov said, they weren't being careful anymore. And because they weren't being Nizr in that area, it was not appropriate for them to speak Lashon HaKodesh. Because what that would have done is it would have compounded the effect of all that virus that they were doing with their Lashon. It's interesting because we know the Chavetz Chaim said that the second base of Mikdash was destroyed, Chazal say, because of Sinas Chinam. But the Chavetz Chaim said that Sinas Chinam is the Mashal. The Nimshal was really Lashon Hara. So you see that the Chet HaLashon was something that was very prevalent, Bizman Bayesheni. And said the Chatmerov that because the Chet HaLashon was so prevalent, if the Yidin would have spoken the Lashon HaKodesh, it would have compounded the Chet, it would have compounded the Avera. And he says it's for that reason that they stopped speaking. He said they stopped speaking because they weren't being nizr so much anymore 
with Beloshin, and that's why they felt they had to stop. He says that he believes that that's the pshat that the uh, Zayra Kodesh says that Avram Avinu spoke Lashon HaKodesh, but he also spoke Aramaic. Sometimes he would speak Lashon HaKodesh, and sometimes he would speak Aramaic. He said, what's the pshat? Why sometimes like this, and why sometimes like that? So he said, because we know that Avram Avinu taught Torah to the Vanefesh Asha Asa But the Sfarim say that all the Vanefesh Asha Asa they all somehow ended up going back to the way they had started out, right? They didn't have a kiyom. And he said, Avram Avinu knew that, and therefore he didn't want to teach them Lashon HaKodesh, because he was afraid that it's not the Maila Lashon of Lashon HaKodesh. That was something he didn't want to do. One of the things that Satmarov says is we're all familiar with the Mesis Umadiyach. Right? Amesa Medich, these are people that they convince, they persuade other people to be over Avodazar. What's the difference between a Mesis and a Madiach? What's the difference? So the Rambam, he quotes in Hilchas Avodazar, a Perakeh says, a Mesis is someone that convinces a Yochit to be over Avodazar. Whereas a Madiach is someone that convinces a Rabbi. So a Mesis is for the Yochit and a Madiach is for the Rabbi. So who's more Chomer? The Mesis or the Madiach? You would think for sure the Madiach. The Madiach is the one that convinces the Rabbin. Oh, but the Emesis is just the opposite. The Mesis is more Chomer. The Mesis, who's only Mesis to Yochid, is more Chomer than the Madiach, who's Madiach the Rabbin. He said, what's the Pshat? So he said he believes the Pshat is, because the Yerushalmi says in Sanhedrin, Perek Zayin, Alochid Yud Beis, that the Mesis was Medabra Belosh and HaKodesh. The Madiach spoke not Belosh and HaKodesh, Belosh and Hedid. And he says, the emesis, he thinks to your Shalmi, stems very well with the Bavli. Because if you're speaking to a Yochid, you can speak in Lashon HaKodesh. Because the Yochid understood Lashon HaKodesh. But the Rabbin, like we just brought all the Mechairis, and the Satmarov brought a lot more, didn't speak Lashon HaKodesh. So therefore it's Mestaber that the person who was speaking to the Rabbin couldn't speak Lashon HaKodesh. And therefore he spoke Peshal Lashonis. But here's the point. The Mesis, although it's true he was only talking to the Yochid, but he was speaking Lashon HaKodesh. See, he says, that's why the Mesis was more Chomer. Because his Chet was with the Lashen, and a Chet HaLoshen, when you're speaking, Lashen HaKodesh is going to be a lot more Chomer than a Chet HaLoshen. If it's not the Lashen HaKodesh, this is a little bit of a gefil. This is a little bit of a gefil for what's going on in the Maimur of the Lashen HaKodesh. And the Samarov held for that reason that the Yidin stopped speaking Lashen HaKodesh. We have two Mahalchen. We have the Mahalik of the Chsam Soifer. The Chsam Soifer says that once the Yidin went to Golos, so they were already in lands that were Malaya Gilulim, and it was because of the Gilulim, it was because of the Avidazar of the land, it was because of the Tumas Eretz that's why they stopped speaking Lashon HaKodesh. The Samarov said that if that's the reason, then how come when they went back in Vayasheni, they didn't reinstate it? So the Samarov said, I believe it's for a different reason. It was because of the Eridus Sadiris. And based on a, a very hard to understand line in the Rambam and Birsh Mishnayis, where the Rambam said that because of the you have to be extra careful to make sure that you don't speak any Dvar Masurim. So you say, Meris, a chet in Lashon HaKodesh with the Lashon is more common than a chet And once there was the Eridus Adairis, if a person would speak Dvar Masurim in Lashon HaKodesh, it would be a lot more Chamer. So here's the question. The question is, the modern language of Ivrit, Hebrew, is that Lashon HaKodesh or is that not Lashon HaKodesh? And I don't mean from a, a political perspective and from a Hashkafa perspective. That's way above my pay grade and it's way beyond the scope of, of what we do. But what about from a halachic perspective? Is Ivrit Lashon HaKodesh or is it not Lashon HaKodesh? And really, Hagabat most of the language, or at least a good part of the language, is really... Lashon HaKodesh. I was discussing this with Rabbi Binefel yesterday, and he was testing me. He said, try to say things. Like, talk. 
Say this, say that. And really most of what you would say in Ivrit, you're going to end up really speaking Lashon HaKadosh. So the question is, from a halachic perspective, is Ivrit Lashon HaKadosh, because it's Be'ikr Lashon HaKadosh, or is it not? Now you're going to tell me, it's very nice that it's Be'ikr Lashon HaKadosh, but now it's already uh, a Lashon Shabadulahem, right? It doesn't sound like, it's not the same exact language. It's not so fair to say that. And the reason is, because the Mishnah we know was written by Lashon HaKadosh. Right? Everyone knows that. The Mishnah was written by Lashon HaKadosh, and the Chsam Soifer already. The Helig Chsam Soifer said that it's Pashat, if you look at the Lashon HaKadosh of the Mishnah, it's not the same as the Lashon HaKadosh of Tanakh. And there's a lot of words in the Mishnahis that came from outside influences, that became part and parcel of the Shprach. But it was still considered Lashon HaKadosh because Be'ikroyu B'shroshayu was Lashon HaKadosh. So the question then is, is modern day Ivrit, is that Lashon HaKadosh enough? And really, to just... Keep it super focused. If somebody would make a nether, and he doesn't understand what he said, or he's in a makum where nobody speaks of it, is it chal the nether or is it not chal the nether? Is this the bir alocha in a rechaim sim and samach beis loshim be'etzim because at the end of the day it's kabait alosh and akaydish? Or no, or at the end of the day it's a new sprach. And if it's a new sprach and you're in a place where nobody speaks this language, so it could be it wouldn't have, it wouldn't be considered a language. So I'll tell you something very interesting. And that is, everyone knows that the Satmarov in his Maimur Lashon HaKadosh spoke very, very harshly about Ivrit and about the fact that the Medina was founded with this language. But if you go through the Satmarov in his Maimur Lashon HaKadosh, it's clear that Roiv of his Kepeda about Ivrit was the fact that he believed it was Lashon HaKadosh. And it was precisely because it's Lashon HaKadosh that the Satmarov had such a Kepeda. In fact, the piece that we just spoke out was building up to the climax in the Maimur Lashon HaKodesh, which was that, hey, you see that the Yidin stopped speaking Lashon HaKodesh because of Yeridus HaDoyres, and the reason is because people weren't being Nizr and Shmir Salashin, and if a person's going to speak Lashon Hara, he's going to get Pekaz, he's going to speak Dvarim Shal Sheker and Hanifa and Dvarim Betalim and Asurim, and a person's going to do things like this, but Lashon HaKodesh is going to be a lot more Chomer, so he said, how could we now, in a man like this, where we're so far removed, even from the Madregas of Bayashani, bring back Lashon HaKadosh and really start speaking in a language that the Chacham 2,000 years ago didn't want to have anything to do with because they were so afraid of it. And again, it's all the Chassam that that's the reason he didn't stop speaking Lashon HaKadosh. But that was the whole punchline. That was his whole point. And then he went on and he spoke about the danger of Lashon HaKadosh, that Lashon HaKadosh you know, has a Tzadak Tusha, and he brings from the Zayar HaKadosh that says that before the Daira Flogger, before the whole Indian, so the Pasik says everybody spoke Safa Echad. Everybody spoke the same language. And Rashi says, what was the language that they spoke Lashon HaKadosh? And the Zayar HaKadosh says that the reason the Daira Flogger was able to have that Tzadak they had was Dafka because they spoke Lashon HaKadosh. And what the Ebesh to do? The Ebesh to spread them out. He turned that one Lashon into 70 Lashonis. And the Zayar says, because the only way it was Shaykh to stop that Kayach of the Dara Flaga was to disarm them, and the way that they were disarmed was by taking away Lashon HaKadosh. But the point is, Hamia, the Samarov held most of his issues that he had with Ivrit was because he believed that it was Lashon HaKadosh. And because it's Lashon HaKadosh, that's Dafka why he held that this was something that wasn't okay. But then it says, we know that there were a lot of Gidoyle Gidoyle Yoyvam that held not like the Satmarov. 
Beroshim Bechazanish, how many Rosh Hashivas in Eretz Yisrael, and the most Choshev and Moistus Adair, Mamish, the Gedoyli Adair, they say Shir every day in Ivrit. So obviously, they didn't have a problem with Ivrit. But I'll tell you something very, very interesting, and that is, Harav Moshe Bloy, Sir Moshe Bloy was the, he was the manic of the Eda Haredes, circa early 20th century, and he wrote a sefer called Al Yerushalayim. The title tells you everything you have to know about the sefer. And Toichtvaris, he talked a lot about the Vikuach Agodor, as it relates to Ivrit. And he says over a, a Dover Nifla, I think the story is a Nifladig story, and it's Nifladig on many, many levels. He says, I'll read it inside. Veshuv Pambebesa, he said he was once in the house of Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld. So he was sitting with Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld and all the Gedolim of Eretz Yisrael at the time, the Roshon, the Manhigim of the Eidah Haredes were there, and they were talking about the Safa Ivrit. That's what they were discussing. And the conversation started getting intense, and somebody that was there mentioned the person that was the Miyased of the language Ivrit, who wrote the first Hebrew dictionary, and after he mentioned him, he was of course a Yid that was not a Shemitah Mitzvah, and he referred to him as Yemach Shemoy. That was what he said. He said, Yemach Shemoy. So, Rabbi Yosef Chaim was Moicha. And he got up, he said like this, I'm reading from the Seif, from Moshe Blood. He said, I'm not masking. I don't agree with that. Why would he say, Yemach Shemoy? He said, he said, That was his name. He says, If I found out that he had Rachmanis, I wouldn't be. I want you Machshamoy. He said, Why would I want you Machshamoy? Listen to this Hergish. He said, When the people that were doing things that we disagreed with were. We had a chiv to be misnagged. Kefisha kava atayra. Ki ba'ilam azeh he mazikim u'mekalkulin as hasviva. Mashne'en ke'en kasher him avru kfar lo'ilam ha'elyon. But when they're in the oilam ha'elyon, why would you say yamach shamay for yid? Why would you want a yid to be in a matzav of yamach shamay? He says, chas v'shalom. Do you know faginim ha'ilam haba? He says, do you think the Ebesha doesn't have rachamim for yidin? He says, chas, you can't say it. Yeah, you have to be misnagged. You have to do what you have to do. Vatoshte in shulchanarech. You have to make sure you have to protect. But at the same time, to say yamach shemoy, he says, any no yikach. My hergish is never to talk this way about another yid. And then he said, besides, he said, you really know so confidently that yamach shemoy, that this yid doesn't have any oilam haba? You don't think that he doesn't have a schus in the next world that he was the one that brought Lashon HaKadosh back to Kla Yisrael he said, the Ebesha doesn't take away any schar from a yid. That's a shtickle pun. He says, the schus that he had, that he brought back, Lashon HaKadosh, he said, there's no question in the world, you could say, but what did Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld held? He also held that Ivrit was Lashon HaKadosh. Again, we're not getting involved in everything that's around it. Because Lamaisa, there were Tzadikim that held this way, there were Tzadikim that held that way. And Anan Yasmi, the Yasmi, there's no way for us to even have a have a meaning that we can get into their minds to understand the moment what was going on in the world at the time. It's not something that we have any Shaykhist to. But at the same time, but at the same time, from a pure halachic perspective, we're talking about the language of Lashon HaKadosh. And the question is, is Lashon HaKadosh 
or the language of Ivrit. It's Ivrit, Hebrew, modern day Hebrew. Is it Lashon HaKadosh? Is it not Lashon There's a lot of people that are going to tell you absolutely not. It's a new language, and whatever opinion they have on the matter, but they're for sure going to tell you it's not, it's not Lashon HaKadosh. Pashtus is a Tatars. Because Pashtus, you see that even the, the grace of Tzadikim and the, and the grace of Kanoim, they all held that it was Lashon And this is where this becomes so fascinating. It becomes so fascinating because the supporters of Ivrit, it's Lashon HaKadosh. How could you not speak Lashon HaKadosh? Yet the Satmarov's whole Maimur Lashon HaKadosh, where he was against it, was all based on the fact that it was Lashon HaKadosh. Fascinating topic. So we know that, you know, language, but Klayish was a very, very important thing. This is one of the reasons we're around today. is because And that's why when the Yidin went to Eretz Yisrael, and there was a big movement, people started settling in the land, so it became very, very tricky. Amongst Kedoyle Yolam. The question was that, like, how do you treat this? On the one hand, there's a Shloishinu And the Mamalusha for most Yidin at the time was Yiddish. And based on that, you would found a, a Medina, or you're going to establish communities and yeshivas, and, and a Yishuv, you would found it based on Yiddish. That L'chaira was the Shalashinu was L'shoinam at the time. That's where the danger was and the slippery slope was that if you're going to go away from Yiddish, who knows where that's going to end. And that's a very Yiddish Ahagish of Shalashinu was L'shoinam. But this wasn't just another Lashin. This wasn't going from Lashin Kodesh to Egyptian and Mitzrayim. This is going back to our Lashin. The Lashin, that's Kodesh Kodashim, says the Ramban. The Lashin that the Ebishter communicates in the Via Ve'im Adosai. That's the Lashon that we're discussing going back to. And it's an Eretz Yisrael. Like the Chassam Soifer. Could be, it would be Mutal Lechatchil. And again, there's a lot of anecdotes. There's mices we could talk about forever. But the point is that this is where it got very interesting. It got interesting because we were discussing Lashon HaKadosh. But just, just to end with a food for thought. So it's Pasha, nobody's... Right? Lashon HaKadosh. The old Lashon HaKadosh is something that the, the thought is, is that we don't really have today. What about writing Lashon HaKadosh? Everybody writes in Lashon HaKadosh. You ever see a tshuva that wasn't written in Lashon HaKadosh? Tshuvas Chassam Saif were written in Lashon HaKadosh. Not written in Yiddish. They're not written in Aramaic. Rashi wrote his Pirish Alatayr in Lashon HaKadosh. The Ramban wrote his Pirish Alatayr in Lashon HaKadosh. So isn't it interesting that we stopped speaking Lashon HaKadosh, but at the same time, the Yiddin always wrote Lashon HaKadosh. You have to know what the reason is for that, and that's already a whole other conversation.